Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from Balance Me Coaching. And I love coming on here and sharing different ideas and practices to help you reduce your stress. So today I've got Dr. Z, a chiropractor and certified clinical nutritionist, and she's the director of Lyme and Lotus Healing Arts Center in Charleston, South Carolina. Welcome, Dr. Z. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here today. Wonderful. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what you do? Sure. I am in full-time clinical practice these days, and even though I have a chiropractic degree, I don't really adjust much anymore. My practice is focused around functional endocrinology, which basically means your hormones. Um, I work with women who have hormonal imbalances. Um, I also specialize in thyroid imbalances, so when patients aren't seeing the results they want from just their medicines, I help with that. I deal with a lot of adrenal issues, so patients come to see me that have fatigue and digestion. So that's kind of my day in, day out these days. Now, I'd love to do a conversation about how stress can affect our bodies, things that it does to our bodies, whether it affects our hormones or it affects our adrenal glands. What can you say about that? Yeah, stress is huge. And I think maybe the first thing we should do is really talk about the different kinds of stressors there are. Because some people will come and say, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm good. You know, we we typically think of stress as getting an argument with the spouse, being upset with your children, those kind of things. But stress can come in so many forms. You know, there's physical stress. You know, if you're training for a marathon, you're putting your body under physical stresses. There's emotional stresses. That's where argument with a spouse, kids are out of school right now, so your kids are getting on your nerves. Uh, we also have biochemical stressors. So if your body's out of balance, we're putting more pressure on the, the body. You know, one example of that is if you're on a whole host of medications, your liver has to work harder to process all those meds. So that's kind of a biochemical type of stress. And then finally, we have um, what I like to call the external stressors. You know, right now we've got 5G and all these other chemicals in the environment. And our body is needing to deal with those too. So any of those or a combination of those can create stress in the body. Yeah, that's very important. And there's also positive stress. I know people who are doing something positive, but they're doing too much of it and they're still (laughs) stressing their body out. Yes. How does stress affect our bodies? It it affects our bodies in so many different ways. And obviously for each person, that's going to be a little bit individualized. But our body does start to give us signs and symptoms that it's a little off or, you know, it's not right. You know, you mentioned the adrenal glands already, but those are those little bitty glands that are the size of walnuts that sit on top of our kidneys and they do a whole host of things for us that we sometimes forget about or don't know about. So yes, we know adrenal glands are in charge of the stress hormones. You know, that's how moms can pick cars off children, you know, or run away from a bear when we needed to. But things we don't mention as much is that those glands are also in charge of our immune system, our blood sugar handling, um, our ability to create, keep balance, both men and women for both our, our sex hormones. So it plays so many different roles, integral with the digestive system and the thyroid. 
So a lot of times for many of my patients, if they're having issues in some of those other areas, you know, thyroid digestion, um, sometimes we have to really focus on the health of the adrenal glands first and make sure those are working at their function before we can trickle down to help with the thyroid or um, the ovaries or those kind of things. Now with the adrenal glands, I know that one of the biggest um, symptoms is fatigue. Are there other symptoms? Absolutely. Fatigue is a big one. Um, and fatigue is going to be different for each patient. So that's where I really like to ask a lot of questions when it comes to that. But, you know, one example, so just listeners out there can start thinking, you know, am I tired during the day? Um, do I need three cups of coffee to get going? Do I sleep seven to eight hours and still feel tired when I get up? You know, those are kind of the main symptoms of, of fatigue. And we're also kind of in this is paradigm of, oh, as I get older, I, you know, don't feel as good. And I think that's crap. I feel like the older we get, we should still be able to do the things we want to do. We still should have the energy. We still should wake up feeling refreshed. And we might need to conserve our energy in different ways as we get older, but we still should feel good about ourselves. So if you're getting older, don't use the, the age as you know your excuse, so to speak. You know, there could be other things going on. So we've got the fatigue as an issue. Um, I mentioned blood sugar handling with the adrenals. So if you feel hangry, you know, that Snickers commercial with Betty White, if you're Betty White, um, you might be having some blood sugar issues that could be, you know, coming from the adrenal gland insufficiencies. And then finally, if you're always getting sick, you know, the immune system is integral with the digestive system and also the adrenal glands. So those are some of the factors that I look at with my patients. Now for myself, I go on to regular checkups with my doctors. I go for my regular blood tests. They don't look at these things, do they? Typically not. Um, you know, they're generally doing your CBC, your complete blood count, your metabolic panel, your cholesterol. Now they're starting to throw in vitamin D a bit here and there, but they're generally not looking at endocrine type hormones unless you're specifically asking for them or have a specific challenge that they're looking for. But the good news is those can be tested. <laughs> and how's that done? It can be done with blood or saliva. Um, my preference for these kind of tests is with saliva though, because Let's take cortisol, for example. Cortisol is that one hormone that um, helps with stress, good or bad stress. Also, if it's high or low, you know, women tend to have struggles losing weight sometimes. So if that's the challenge, those are things we might want to look at. But cortisol should be highest in the morning because that's literally the hormone that gets your butt out of bed. So it should go up in the morning and then trickle down at night. I've seen everything on hormone tests from it being super low in the morning to uh, it being really high at night, you know, those are my tired and wired patients where they're like, I'm exhausted, but I can't sleep. You know, that's usually what kind of shoots up. So seeing a saliva test, it's non-invasive, first of all. And secondly, you're giving multiple little spit samples throughout the day. So we can actually see that cortisol patterning throughout the day. If you do a blood test, we're just seeing the picture of your blood at that moment, right then and there. So if you want to do blood, it's cool to be accurate, though. You need to sit there all day and probably get four or five samples and let them test it. But nobody wants to do that, right? So with saliva, we can see the multiple samples, track that across the day. And then when I can see a patient's out cortisol, I look at your total output for the day. You know, are you producing enough overall? And then is that circadian rhythm, that, you know, patterning for the day, is that appropriate? So if it's not, there's certain herbs that I can use to help flip-flop, you know, if we need to raise or lower at night or in the morning, you know, there's ways that we can do that. So that's how we can really come in and create a really specific and specified program for a patient. Most of the audience here is struggling with stress and overwhelm. So their chances of having some issues are probably pretty good. 
So for someone listening to this, what are the steps that they can take on their own to reverse the damage or help the adrenal glands work better? Yeah, some of the things that you can just do on a daily basis would just be changes in diet. So there are certain nutrients that the adrenal glands need more of and certain minerals. The most common mineral that really is lacking in many of my adrenally insufficient patients is selenium. So that's kind of my number one go-to for patients. A really easy way to get that in, the most bang for your buck, so to speak, is in Brazil nuts. And it's just two Brazil nuts a day. That's it. Don't go crazy on the Brazil nuts. You could, you know, get too much. But just two a day will give you your full daily dose of selenium. The other two nutrients that are huge for the adrenal glands are both your B and C vitamins. So for our B vitamins, I love just recommending one or two cups of of dark leafy greens throughout the day. That's a perfect start for that. And then your vitamin C, just doing one citrus fruit a day. So whether you eat an orange in the morning, a grapefruit, or if you want to just take slices of lemon and lime and squeeze it in your water throughout the day, we can get our daily dose that way. And I really think that the vitamin C is important, especially if you've got the immune challenges. Because I think the way that it works in the body is when your adrenal glands are stressed, your adrenal glands need about 150 times more vitamin C than any other gland in the body. So if you're stressed, your body's pulling all that vitamin C, shoving it to the adrenal glands, and therefore I think some of that gets lacking in the immune system. So I think that's that connection between the immune system and the adrenal glands. Wow. And that, you know, that is very simple for, and it's easy for someone to do to start with. Yes. Now, what other damage does stress do to our bodies that you help other your clients with? Yeah, I think what happens long term if, if the stressors don't change is that the fatigue pro- gets prolonged. It can then start affecting the thyroid system. So whether it trickles down to a hypothyroid issue or an autoimmune kind of condition, um, those are the general generalities that kind of are the long term things. But really, I think the biggest thing is when you're not feeling your best, you know you're not giving your best to, to, to your family. And I think sometimes when we don't feel well, we forget how we used to feel. So the, that's kind of where we're at is that new baseline, that new normal. And that doesn't have to be that way because literally giving my patients their adrenal gland health back completely changes their lives in such profound ways. And, and for each patient, it'll be different, but um, it's literally giving them the ability to have the energy to maybe work out again, or to be a better mom, or to be a better coworker, a better spouse. You know, it's, it's truly life-changing for a lot of my patients. That's great. Now, what are the symptoms of having a thyroid issue? Thyroid issues generally can also be, they kind of overlap sometimes. So some adrenal and some thyroid conditions will kind of overlap in symptoms, but For the thyroid, if it's more sluggish, you're going to possibly see fatigue issues, sleep disturbances, digestive system challenges, issues with kind of like feel like your hair is thinning out or or it's falling out. And then if you look at maybe pictures of yourself from a year or so ago and you notice like the the last third of your eyebrows look a little thinner, um, those are some of the physical signs that you can look at for thyroid conditions. So someone listening to this here, what are the next steps that you recommend that they do? Yeah, the next step would be if you want to try some things at home, just start incorporating some of those foods and see how you do. Um, for some of my patients, they get to a point where the adrenal glands literally need to be, re- I don't want to say rebuilt because they're still working, but, you know, really be supported. Um, generally, that process when I'm working with a patient is about six months, I'd say. But the nice thing is the adrenal glands, like the digestive system, is truly a regenerative system. Like it really wants to heal if we give it the right nutrients and the right amounts or the right herbs to really help build that system back up. So if you really feel like, okay, I feel like this is me and I really want to figure this out, I think the first step would be finding kind of like a functional medicine or or clinical nutritionist practitioner that can actually do the appropriate testing for you. 
and really determine what the specifics are. Because once I have those labs in front of me, I can really, like my protocols are extremely specific. It might even be the timing. Because like I said, I get to see the timing of that cortisol pattern. It might be, okay, we're going to take this particular herb at night because that's going to help bring down the cortisol during that time or whatever. Like I said, if if you're on the right track, it should be about a six-month process from kind of start to finish because the idea isn't to give potions, pills, supplements for the rest of your life. Ideally, my goal with my patients is to heal the body so that it works well on its own. And the goal is, yes, I'm going to use all the, the tools in my toolbox during that healing phase of you know three to six months. But then after that, we should be able to pull those away and your body should be able to work on its own. It's kind of like putting it on the training wheels, you know. We're going to give it training wheels while we learn to ride the bike. I want to pull the training wheels away and I'm just going to push it down the hill. And we're, we're hoping that everything's good at that point. <laughs> How do you work with clients? Do you work on a global online basis or do you have physically see your patients? Or? Yeah, I have patients all over the world at this point. It's easiest for me to work with patients that are in the United States, just because if we're recommending herbs and supplements, certain things aren't, they're not allowed in other countries per se. So being able to get the lab work done and the appropriate protocols to them um, anywhere in the U.S. is is who I work with. I've got a lot of patients that I see physically in my Charleston location, but I also do a lot of online consulting as well. Okay. So in the past, when I've gone to my physician, it was, I would just get slow down. And meanwhile, I was so tired. There was times where I couldn't even get out of bed and I can get out of bed and it takes me a while to get going, but I crash in the afternoons mm-hmm. and I was just constantly told to slow down. What are your thoughts on that? That it's all yes. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many women have sat across from me and during our, my initial consult is about an hour. And within that hour, you know, they feel heard. Usually I have tissues, they're crying because they, they feel like, oh my gosh, someone hears me. They believe me. They're not just trying to push an antidepressant on me or tell me to slow down or it's all in my head. Um, that's so frequent with, with the women that I work with. And, you know, finding a doctor or practitioner that's going to, to listen and have other tools in the toolbox and not just think the problem with our traditional medicine here in America is they have five minutes, <laughs> you know, it's like treat and go treat, throw a prescription at you and run out the door to the next patient. So really finding a practitioner that's re- re- willing to work with you. And then if you get an answer that just doesn't sit right in your gut, guess what? It's probably right. You know, find, find a second practitioner, um, find some a second opinion, get another answer because there's someone out there for you. You know, you just might have to do a little, a little digging. Well, and it's so discouraging too, because when you're feeling like that and you're feeling all the fatigue and you just don't have the energy and that's when I find it's the hardest to do your research on physicians or treatment. Yeah. Yeah, It's just so discouraging. Absolutely. Like getting started with some kind of treatment plan or protocol is, is definitely the hardest with my adrenal patients because they have no energy. You know, we've got these great programs like, well, if you can do this and make these meals and work out and, you know, well, you can't do that when you're fatigued. So my biggest goals with my patients is let's assess the the labs and see where your hormones are at. All all I generally start with is take out, you know, try to minimize these foods, put in a couple good foods, take a few supplements, and that's it for your first month. Because I understand that if I make it too hard to where it's not, you can't be compliant because you're too tired to be compliant, then it's not going to work. So also having a practitioner that is well-versed in, in this realm is good so that they're not trying to push you too far too fast. And also knowing, obviously, 
when you start feeling better, um, one of the tendencies that I've seen over and over again is you you're like, oh gosh, I'm feeling better. Let's go do more. And then you find you have a yo-yo where uh, or boomerang where, oh, I felt great. I went and mowed the lawn and now I'm on the bed for three days. So it's also having someone help you navigate the, okay, you're gonna start feeling better. Don't push yourself too fast because we're still healing. So like I said, finding someone that will be um, appropriate to help you, guide you through and navigate all that um, that's knowledgeable, I think is is huge for, for any patients with um, adrenal and fatigue issues. And even stress, because it is something <laughs> that when you are all frazzled out, you can't focus. Yeah. And, and if you ask for help, and it's great if you've got a support system that listens to you rather than, okay, yeah, yeah, she's fine. You know, and then meanwhile, they're still putting everything on your plate. But when you talk to someone just like yourself or myself as a stress coach, where you start pulling, peeling back that onion and finding out, okay, so let's clear some some things off our plate. Let's start feeling better. Mm -hmm. You know, that is so important in women's lives. Yeah. And I, and I think too, just the whole self-care paradigm of, oh, it's selfish to take the, you know, where I think we're slowly starting to change that, which I think is amazing and needs to happen. But yeah, practitioners like yourself too, that are, that are helping women navigate that are hugely essential as well. Well, we're finding it important in our society because we're burning ourselves out. <laughs> and what happens then? Then we're sick, you know, yeah. and what I see a lot in a lot of clients is that they have these strange underlying issues that surface when you let your body get so fatigued. Absolutely. Yep. And I mean, yeah, if you listen to some of my podcasts, some of the some of the people have had the strangest things that have, you've never even heard of. Color our immune system is so down that yep. things just surfaces. Now, is there anything else you would like to discuss as a guest? Sure. I have a free a freebie for your listeners if they'd like to download it. Because I know that some of these stressors are about all the toxins in the environment and everything we're putting in and on around our bodies. So I've created this free little ebook that basically walks you through easy and free things you can do for your morning routine that will help you just daily detox the body. Because that is huge for making sure your, your systems are working right, making sure you're able to flush out any, any chemicals and toxins in the system. So um, it's a free download for you guys. Um, enjoy. By all means, don't stress out trying to do all of them. I've given a ton of examples. Just read through it. Pick maybe one or two that you feel called to do. They're all either free or extremely inexpensive to buy the product on Amazon. Enjoy. Have at it. And as always, if you have any questions of things we didn't cover, I'm always happy to answer them. So please feel free to reach out and I'm here to help too. And I love morning routines. I find that extremely important to start your day off on a positive note, rather than jumping up, going on your phone or going on your computer and starting your day off with news or negativity, I will put that information in the notes and in the post to get the free download. So I thank you very much, Dr. Z. I appreciate your time here and all the wonderful information that you passed along. Thank you. I've enjoyed our time as well. Lots of information in a short amount of time. It's perfect. It is. <laughs> yeah. Short, sweet, and very important. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info.
to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.